0: First I want to thank uh, to our Chaveir um, for once again opening up the home. We've been here for many times in the past. And all the Torah should fill the house with, with Simcha and with Naches, each and every room. And the children, Gazunt and Panos and Panasa and Nachas. And when page, Lama Dalad, I was just in to and... And the Sefer is causing such a, an unbelievable upheaval in a good way. The whole I saw talking about it. And I even got so far as to speak to a Haver of mine who was by a tzaddik. And the tzaddik whispered to him that this is the author of Bilvavi Mishkan Evner. There was somebody else in the room. And, but it's not supposed to be told who it is. But he's working on, on, a, on the sequel to the Sefer. And uh, this friend of mine told me That he's an unbelievable person A, a, a holy person But somebody was very down to earth And real as we could see So we're getting uh, We're getting closer to unraveling The, the, the mystery of, of, of Who the Machaber is But It really doesn't make a difference for now It's just that we should We should continue to learn And to grow So look on page Lama Dalab we can go right, right into it. Kishayim Shebinyani Aylam Hazer Kishayim Shebinyani Aylam Hazer The same way that we see that in matters of this world Ais on page Lama Dalet Kishayim Shebinyani Aylam Hazer When regarding matters of this world Bemizchar in business Aisem Yaim Bishan Svirasmalay, We see that the way that people conduct businesses is that at some point, once a year, a full inventory is taken. A complete and full inventory is taken. And the and store is closed for that day. And time is taken to go through everything and to see exactly what was sold, what wasn't sold, to make a chashban. Cain Mam is Sarah Khadam Lasisimaatsma. So too a person has to with himself. Look Khajman Nefesh or Revisha. Not that we have a person who will make a Khajman Hanafesh, maybe once he'll think, who am I what's the taklis of my life? Maybe for 5-10 minutes when it comes to Yom Kippur or Shashana to make a Khajman Hanfesh. Khati Shahabasha Alatsu is Kal Mahalakhaev. When the inventory is taken in the store It's not that the businessman stops And thinks for 5-10 minutes uh, What do I have, what don't I have It means he has to close the business For that day And he has to go through a serious, serious husband Of everything that was sold Of everything that's that's there everything that's not there So too a chesban ha The author here says that tzaddik says that a chesban ha making a counting of one's soul, is something which can can it must take place in such a way where the whole mahalak of one's life has to one has to pause and to stop and to reconsider The I and to check. One has to ask himself very seriously: Do I want to be attached to the creator of the world or don't I? Do I want to be attached to Hashem as Baruch Hu? Don't I want to be attached to Him? Which we've been learning until now, the entire sefer, is that this is the tachlis of our lives, is dvek is attachment to God. The person has to ask himself, with all the stuff that I'm doing, with all these mitzvillach, and all these Shabbases, and all these yantas and all the sukkuses, and all the pesachs, and everything else that's going on, and with all my chasna, go attendances, and all my bar mitzvahs, and bas mitzvahs, and upsharans and bris and... And all of these different things in my life that are so Jewish and so filled with fascinating little halachas and all these things, that, Lomani said, "Do I do I really care about being attached to God? Is that the purpose of my life? Do I live that way to be attached to God? All these things that I'm doing, I'm doing everything that we're doing is Jewish. And we all have like Jewish stuff in the house, right? they are all like you know kiddush cups and." And proper Jewish paintings, and you know Hasidic-looking people on the wall, and all different, you know, pr- nice mezuzahs and de- decorative, all kinds of decorative uh, Shabbos things. Everything's givaldi. You have to stop and ask yourself: Am I seeing? You know, am I am I seeking a relationship with God or not? Which, as we learned throughout the Sefer is the tachlis of all these things that we're doing. The tachlis is attachment to the Baruch so a person can have all, all the, most, the, the most wonderful, wonderful... You know, I was thinking how they make these, like, $1,000 pushkas they make. I was, I was in Yushalayim the other day, and we were, we were taking a walk, and you see in the window, that they have all set up for the American chav, the Israelis don't, don't even dare look at those things. The Israelis never have to, them need to, to dip into the pushka, And the Americans pass by, and you see these, like, $1,000, you know, sterling silver pushkas. It's beautiful. What's up of, 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 of all of these things, and to bring and of was the taskless of my life. Do I want to be close? Do I want to be attached to the creator of the world or not? And that's not something which is just five minutes by ne'ilah. And if the answer to the question is yes, I want to be close to God. It was, yes, I want to fulfill the purpose of my existence and, and, and the tachas of my existence, which is dveikis, attachment to God. The answer is the affirmative. So then it says in the form, well, now go on to the next, if your answer is yes, continue with the next question. Yeah? <laughs> so then after you answer, yes, I'm a yid, I'm a Jew, and I was created to be close to God, and I want to be close to God. So then the next question is, the path that I'm following in my life, is this successful in bringing me closer to God? And don't answer by just saying, I have the most beautiful menorah, I send my kids to the best yeshivas, I I only eat glakoshala mahadrin. No, that's not, that's not, uh, you could play that game the whole year, we're talking honestly now. If the answer is yes, I want to be close to God, then the next question is, and the life that you're living, are you on the path? Are you living on a path that is bringing you closer to what you just answered on the forum in the affirmative? That you answered is the tachus of your life. Is the tachus of your life? If somebody, if somebody, if somebody said, if, if Reuven asked Shimon, Shimon, my friend, what's the tachus of your life? The tachus of my life is to, be, is, to be a, is to be a millionaire. Yeah. So what are you doing? I play basketball all day In the park with my friends It's like he's crazy If the toughness of your life Is being a millionaire Then Is playing basketball In the park with your friends Is that the mahalach? Is that the mahalach To becoming a millionaire? If you would tell me that you that you're taking this course, you're enrolled in, in this university, you're going for a master's, or if you tell me you're making calls all day to and sending resumes that you're that you're a good you know you're a smart guy and you know yeah you this contact and that contact no okay so that a person has a mahalach to becoming a millionaire he, he says he says that the taskless of his life is be is being a millionaire so he said what do you do to become a millionaire I play ball. Now, unless you're playing for the New York Knicks, that's, that's a ridiculous answer, that you play. ball. you should be doing something. The guy says, no, I, re- I, you know, I, I watch television all day. You watch television? So is that tachlis? It doesn't work. It doesn't stim. It doesn't go together with what your state of tachlis is. See, here we are, all together now, we're all Orthodox Jews. And we we can't deny the reality of what we've learned this entire Sefer, which is clear from every single Pasuk of Nach, every Pasuk is screaming this, that the Tachas of life is attachment to God. So we've all answered in the affirmative, yes, we're Orthodox Jews. That means we're on the program, we're signed up, and that means that we we believe that the Tachas of life is attachment to God. So then the next question is, and do you feel that, that your present life is leading you towards a greater attachment to God? And are you taking steps to be closer to God? Now, if your answer is, of course, don't I do all the mitzvahs? We've already learned that we're going to learn now a little bit more, but that's not so partial to just say that. Of course, don't you see, Rabbi, that I keep Shabbos? Don't you see that I attend an Orthodox shul? I belong to an Orthodox shul? Has that really gotten you closer to God all the years? Do you feel any closer? That's what it means. Also, Muchashis, as we've been learning different types of we spoke about different types of closeness <coughs> do you feel closer to the Shalom because, because you've you've been eating only in black Kosher restaurants your whole life and you've taken out only you know take takeout places that are Kosher and you've only gone to the most kosher hotels and you, all your friends are Orthodox has that actually made you feel closer to God? to feel much closer to Hashem's Bok which is the facets of life Or maybe, maybe you have studied Torah, and it's intellectually exciting, and you have picked up a lot of information over the years. You've learned all different interesting things, and maybe even sometimes, sometimes when you do a mitzvah, you have a little bit of this iris. You know, sometimes you feel good about the mitzvah, and it makes you feel a little bit for a moment something Epis. something. Avokirvas Hashem Amitis. But true closeness to God, in all honesty, the Torah that I've learned and the mitzvahs that I've been keeping haven't led me to feel closer to God. I might have felt closer when I was seven years old. I don't really necessarily feel closer. I was, you know, some of the most inspiring moments that I ever have And I mean, it's just ourselves with taxi drivers <laughs> it's That's just the Matthias, I love talking to these people Many times I stay in the, in the car longer just to schmooze with them And I've had on different occasions where I actually go in to talk to them I bring them into my place and we schmooze And was this one that was First he was telling me that he's driving for 40 years in Yushelein and he was complaining about the horrible traffic. He was going on about the traffic. It's impossible to get anywhere. It's terrible. It's terrible. And then, and then, um, so I said to him, "So what's going to be when Mashiach comes with the traffic?" So he says, "He's not a religious guy. in This case, but You know, they're all really religious. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I said, "What's going to be with Mashiach with all the traffic?" So he said, Mashiach comes." <laughs> he says, I want to drive him to the. I want to drive him to He because I'm driving 40 years near Shulam. I want to be able to take him So then, then, he, then I said no, that's a big slush to be able to drive in So he says okay, a big slush. And then he tells me we we're driving through a certain area. He says to me, see here, he says here, Rabbi here, everybody's religious in this area. So I said that. No, I said that's that's beautiful. I said, it used to be, I told him it used to be that all Jews are religious, you know, not just a section of Yushalayim. And he says to me, ah, my Zaya told you a He said, it was really much better like that. It was much better. And he and, and I said, so, no, so you you do what you have to do. He said, then he starts to tell me, ah, he was religious, he married a crazy wife, and she <laughs> took him away from it, and you know, all this stuff. And we got into a whole long schmooze about his marriage, and then and, then, and I, I told him so, you know, I said, but but till him you put on, he says sometimes I said, so tefillin you can put on every day if you want to drive mashiach, so at least well, you have to be a person that puts on tefillin, so you should be able to drive mashiach. And he said, hey, he said right on he said maybe that's something I need to work on, you know, to drive mashiach. And I get out of the car, I'm thinking. You see, this person is such an inspiration to me, because he's such a push, such partial to you in such a simple way that that he says, I want to be... And he understood, when I said to him, you want to be zaycheh to drive Mashiach, you have to be a Jew that puts on tfil, and How can you drive Mashiach if you didn't put on tefillin that morning? And, he, and, he, and I believed him, and he said, you know, I have to think about it, and I, I, I really need to... You know, because I did that when I was a child, and I haven't done that, and I need to think about it. A person to feel uh, in a apashtis, which he's going to talk about in a few pages, in a simple way, to be closer to the Rebbein and Shalom. And, to, and, to, and not to be complicated, to be simple and to want to be closer to Hashem. So a person can look at himself and say, you know what? I take a duper film and I keep all the mixes and I, do what, you know, I try to do what I'm supposed to do and I learn some Torah, but has it really brought me to a simple feeling of, of closeness to God? Khayr al-mutasayyis this next to last line on Lamadad Khayr al says in Haqr Bruish write some Jewish Semitic a person a person's yiddishkeit should be bringing him it uh, should be causing him to feel a sincere a sincere and clear rotten desire for for closeness to him kam as man ki khadam at shi yigo lakaf as long as it takes to come to that ulam but a person must have this clear understanding that the whole purpose of life is, is closeness to God. Now, if you answered in the affirmative and you, uh, on the question here, do you be, what do you believe is what do you believe the tachus of life is? Hashem, and you, is closest and to God. And your answer is absolutely. I'm a religious Jew. Of course, I believe in that. So then, the next thing would be logically. If this is something that you believe is the purpose of your life, that you should be pursuing this ferociously, how can I get closer to the Baruch In what way do I get closer to Hashem? And what are those things that are preventing me from from getting close to Hashem? What are those things that are keeping me away from getting close to Hashem? So to go back to the guy that says his stated purpose in life is to be is to be a millionaire, is to be is to be wealthy, and 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 you find that he's the the little money that he has in the meantime he's wasting you know on 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 Irish kite. He, he spends all of his money on 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 uh, you know chocolate bars and, uh, and, and 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 wasting his money on, on all kinds of silly magazines in Irish kite. so you'd say there are two things I don't understand about you you have said that you want to be a millionaire but all you do in terms of positive things the only positive thing about your life is that you play basketball and watch television and as far as as far as what you do with the money that you have. Now, you said you want to amass a fortune. The little money that you have, you throw away on an Irish guy, So, it, it, it contradicts the stated purpose of your life. So, the person's stated per, goal in life is to is dveikis b'ashem. So, A, the question is, what are you doing, what positive things are you doing to what? To bring you closer to God. And B, those things that are keeping you apart, away from God, are you avoiding them? How do you avoid the pitfalls that stand in the way of, of closeness to Which we call averus, right? Uh, the, the, those negative commandments. Are you staying away from those things? Are you staying away? So could you imagine, like on a simple level, a person makes a judgment, you know, how come I'm, I'm choosing an example, I, I choose examples that, that, that hit home, not for the purpose of ever insulting, but to make a point. So when it comes to a person looking at the way, since, we, since this is a Shia for, for the Nashim is for holy women, a person asks himself, do I dress properly? So then you can answer that. Some people will say, I'm not any worse than my neighbor. Nobody would ever say that if he that, if believed that that was the tachlis of life, his closeness to God. And that the Baruch himself has said that in order to be close to me, I, I, I have a certain requirement that this is part of being close to me and there's certain, certain things that you should not do because, it, because I don't feel comfortable with people that are dressing that way. So the issue, if the issue is, am I, do I dress better or worse than my neighbor, it's absurd. Coming back to the guy that wants to be a millionaire, uh, and, he, and, and he says, well, uh, you want to be a millionaire? Yes. So, what do you do? I play basketball. Is that going to make you into a million? Oh, my friend plays basketball. Is he a million? No. So, what are you talking about? It's, it's, the whole thing is demyanus that a person, that a person's decisions about how to look and how to dress and what to do in havayah Hashem has anything to do with what other people are doing. It should only be for that one purpose and goal. What gives nachas to the I was, what, does, what will bring me closer to God? And if this is something which God has stated is something which He does not like, then on, this, on the simplest level we should understand that it has nothing to do with Orthodox, with the Orthodox fashion world. It has to do with what does the Bereshit want? And and generally, I have found that women have a very very clear hergish for what's right and what's wrong. They're just like every like all of them, like the men like the men have in there in in Is that there's the a sorry not to do it? It's hard to do something different. But say that. A Yetzar is a and you work on it. But a person that answers, my tachas in life is dveikas Basham can't just say, that. why should I dress, dress any different than my neighbor? You can't say that. Or if your neighbor is going to, to, to watch films that are inappropriate and that, that are presenting uh, light, you know, the condition of human existence in ways that are obscene or that are absurd and against the Torah, you can't just say, why should I be different than my neighbor? Those those are immature silly answers. Or, it would only be a legitimate answer if if on that questionnaire you said, my tachlis in life is satisfaction or self-gratification or pleasure. If that's what you answered, then then going to that movie or dressing up like they do in the movies would be fine. But if your answer on the questionnaire is my tachlis in life is what? Tveik is b'ashem. Then it doesn't doesn't go. It doesn't shtim. How does that fit into your Tachlis in life? And we have to ask ourselves. And what he's saying is, it's not enough. Five minutes in Kippur. You have to persist to make a cheshman. You have to close down the shop and think deeply on a regular basis. What is the Tachlis of my life? And am I living my life in order to reach the Tachlis? Well, I'm just saying that that's the Tachlis of my life. I'm just saying the words. It's the Tachlis of my life. But La What I do in my life is completely inconsistent with my stated goal in life. Which at any job or any school, if that happened, they would throw you out. If your stated goal, if you had a a stated goal of purpose, and your actions were completely inconsistent with the stated goal, then they would throw you out. You'd never be able to be in any college program or any graduate school. You'd never be able to be in any job. If some, if you were, if you were working, if you're, if you're pumping gas at the gas station, and they ask you what's your state of goal, and your state of goal is to, to, to pump gas into as many cars as possible and to do as good a job as I can, that's your state of goal. Yofi, that's beautiful. And what, what do you do, Lamaisa? Lamaisa, I sit, I sit, I, sit uh, I sit in the garage, and I, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I play video games. So they throw you out in a second. Who in the world could get away with that? Who in the world could say that I have a stated, this is my stated purpose and goal, but my actions are totally inconsistent with my stated goal? Nobody in the world would take that seriously. And yet we do that all the time. It's a problem. It's not just a problem. It's the problem of life. That we're Orthodox Jews, we're religious Jews. And religious Jews means we learn the ta'chus as k'vosh Hashem. And, And our lifestyle, or the things that we do in life, are inconsistent with what we ourselves claim to be the purpose of life. So he's saying Vasai Atta the second one alamed Hay, Avadoso L Khapis Lovarlo Derakh Burura Keta Zekham Kiris Hashem. Obviously, if a person says that agrees that the tahhas of life is closeness to God, then he should be seeking with all of his with all of his soul and all of his kaihas, he should be seeking ways to get close to Hashem obviously first it must be clear to you that this is the inner purpose of life this is the inner point and tachlis and of existence once a person understands that the purpose of life is closeness, true closeness to Hashem and a person feels within him A a true desire to live a life of closest Hashem. So now we're ready, and now it's proper, that at this point we begin to think about and understand the path that truly leads to this type of life, to this life that's called Dvekes Basham. A person might think that since I'm always learning Torah and I'm always doing mitzvahs, it must be that there's going to come a day where you'll wake up and you wake up and you feel close to God. Like Like the teachers always told us, just keep on doing this, just keep on doing this, eventually you'll feel something. Yeah? So a person thinks that since I'm learning Torah and I'm doing mitzvahs, what's going to happen is that suddenly I'm going to feel this closeness to Hashem in my heart. Any person that that was coming from outside of of Orthodoxy and was seeking seeking a true way of getting close to Hashem's baruch and met up with a teacher in one of these yeshivas or someplace or a rabbi or a rabbitson and asked, how can I get close to Hashem? And the answer was, just do this and you'll feel that way. Either that's an unbelievable turnoff, A, or B, at some point they realize that someone's pulling the wool over their eyes. Because not only do they not feel close to God just because they've been doing this stuff, but they're beginning to feel more and more like they're in the rut, like the regular Orthodox Jews are in, who go to shul and barely, barely uh, are able to put their heads into the sitter and who are going through the motions of mitzvahs. Not all, God forbid, but many are going through the motions of doing the mitzvahs. And then the Baal-Tribal looks around and says, gee, the rabbi told me that when I do this stuff, after a while I'll begin to feel close to God. I'm looking around me and I see people who have been doing it for 70 years. And, they, and I don't see it. I just don't see, I don't know what they're talking about. Where's the, where's the, you would think that all these Jews who, are, who have been Orthodox the whole lives would be mamesh on fire, and the most fiery Jews in are Davka the Baluchu, not the ones who have been doing it all the years. So if the Torah is, is supposed to lead you to this fire, then then where's the fire? By the people who have been religious the whole lives, I don't see it. Just the opposite. You see, that by the Baluchu the there's an excitement, by the Geirim there's an excitement, by the converts by the Baluchu, but you don't see as much. Of course you have, but you don't see you don't see it as much. So the answer that says just keep on doing it and eventually you'll wake up and you're going to be like close to God. He says, "Ulam zutos." The tzaddik writes over here. This is a mistake. Sherabim Nafluba, That many have fallen into this. Many have fallen for this mistake, and there's a terrible bitterness. Not so much by the so-called, uh, as much as I despise the term. They're from from birth because the same way they don't think about how they don't they don't think about it this way or that way. They just do what they're supposed to do, which has a certain holiness to, of course, also. But they don't think about you know. But but by the Balat Shuv, it's a bitter bitter awakening. When the Balat Shuv been told by all those rabbis that didn't have answers to their questions, just keep on doing it and be quiet, and eventually you'll feel close to God. And and they, and they see it's not happening. This then, like, well, what, what would I you know? I changed my whole life, and I, and, I, and I got you know I have this religious wife and kids and like what's going on? I've de- I've been dealing with these people for many many years, and this happens very often. Those are the ones who admit it, and the ones that don't admit it just have a, a, an anger and a bitterness, and they go through the the drudgery of uh, that. Many of them from from birth don't think about it. it; doesn't bother them because they're not in that place of even thinking about you know. They're not, there's not enough thinking that it's even bother you it's just what do you mean? You know. We sit in the sukkah, on that's what we do. But the one who's a Balchuva, he he thought that sitting in the sukkah was going to get him like really close to Hashem. The front from Birth didn't even think that, didn't, didn't think like that. But the Balchuva said, Wow, they told me that if I sit in the sukkah, every year sukkas, that maybe like after two, three sukkas I'm gonna give Givaldi. I'm gonna feel God's cloud embracing me, and I'm gonna be the closest, closest, the, and then what's going on? I don't feel anything. As the years go by, I'm getting more annoyed, I'm starting to sound like my front from Birth neighbours who are just waiting for Yantas to end. I can't believe that God cursed us with a three-day object. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, what's happening? What happens is God closeness. So the from from birth, if they don't feel that frustration because they're not even looking for that to begin with, they're so jaded, they're so bored. But aboutchuver a, a, a gear,, the whole inion was to come to that. Why did they have to give up everything alive? If not for that, if not for the tachlish, which is Hashem. So the Tzaddiki is saying, many have fallen into this mistake, that they think that somebody has told them, to just keep on looking at them, and then one day it'll just happen. Boop. All of a sudden you'll be close to God. believe <laughs> These people thought, or have been told, that, that closeness to God just happens to you. It just plops into your heart. Now, fellas believe, Kol Adam, Torah That whoever learns Torah and it keeps mitzvahs that one day it's just going to happen. There's going to be this great revelation. Where it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, nobody knows. You, you might be, you know, you might be on the Grand Central Parkway. You, you might be at the Kaisel Ahavl. It's hard to say. You could be flipping a hamburger, you know, on Memorial Day. But something's going to happen after years of doing all of these holy things, you're going to have this revelation. And then you turn around, you're 120, and you say, somebody tricked me. I'm going, I'm leaving this world worse than I came into the world. When I came in, when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, I was all excited, came to Chanukah, I was mamish, excited, came to a Ayuntah, I was excited, Pesach, that I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. My parents said, "Go to sleep. Go. You need to take a nap." I couldn't. I couldn't say the matzahs, the four staying up late, the story, the songs. When I was a little kid, it's been it's been 90 years since I felt that. I personally use the world. And who told you that all of a sudden it's going to just fall on you? It's a mistake. Ulan Bamis klal. The truth is is not how it is at all. And he says he brings here a get thing from one of the great Rosh Shivas of this past generation, Reb David Pavarsky from from oh, It's such a it's such a a, a, a beautiful pshat and it hurts. Chazal, Everybody knows Chazal have taught that even the emptiest Jew is filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate. Right? The pomegranate has approximately six hundred and thirteen seeds, whatever. So even a that, even a even an empty Jew, if you open up inside, he has 613 mitzvahs I feel a reikonim are filled with mitzvahs like a like a pomegranate. The the question is is well known, is is famous. In if if this person is filled with mitzvahs, then why is he called empty? I feel the right kavanah of him. Even the empty ones are filled with mitzvahs. What does that mean? Everybody asks that. So he's not empty. How could you say I feel the right kavanah of him, lay in mitzvahs? How could he be empty? How could you call him empty when you're saying in the same breath that he's filled with mitzvahs? But you hear what we're talking about. It's talking about oh, us, Rabbi say You know that we're filled with mitzvahs and we're still empty. We're filled with mitzvahs. How could that be? Your whole, our whole lives are doing mitzvahs. And we're still, we're still empty. So, how is that? What does that mean? So, he explains. They're not empty at all. People who are filled with mitzvahs are doing mitzvahs. So, how could you say that even Jews who are empty, even the empty ones are filled with mitzvahs? It means they're doing 613 mitzvahs. They're not empty so make up your mind either they're empty or they're filled with mitzvahs the Rashi from Panevish answered like this a wonderful Teretz the tzaddik said the Rashi said it could be you have a Jew who has a lot of mitzvahs he keeps all the mitzvahs Talmud he learns a lot of Torah. Chesed, he's very does a lot of good things, Chesed, Chassidim, kind things, etc., etc. Ulam who died in Mugda Kereg. Nevertheless, he's still defined as someone who's empty. Kals Lama. Why is that? He's filled with mitzvahs, learning Chesed, davening three times a day. I mean, why is he called empty? Harimans, he says this is what this is the depth of what Khazala teaching us with the comparison to the pomegranate. get to that fruit that we're that we're so careful to try to eat, Rosh Hashanah, right? The pomegranate, which is a very special fruit for us. What is it about the pomegranate about the remote? says Hariman by Garinim Rabim. We know that the Remon has a lot of seeds. I mean the whole the whole Kishke is seeds. The whole inside doesn't have anything else, right? It's all seeds. But look, look, at, look at how this works. The essence of this fruit, which is called the pomegranate, the remite, is, it consists of 613, approximately, 613 separate little seeds. That's the actual fruit. That's what you're eating. But each one is a separate seed. Yeah? That's different from an apple or a pear. That's not like an apple or a pear. Shakol mix with an apple. The apple, when you cut it open, it's substantial. It it's it's a fruit. It's the, you know the apple is bound together. It's all apple dick, right? It has in it. It has in it a, a, a little thing in the middle, of the seeds, which which I already learned in my this this. I think the children use the term freak out. You know that term? It freaks my kids out because my father ate the whole apple, and I eat the whole. We just put the whole apple in and eat the whole thing with the core. My father said that, that his father told him that, 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 that we can't afford to eat, have to eat the whole thing. So I grew up in a home where I grew up always seeing my father just, the apple, the pear, everything goes in. And I do the same thing. The kids, like, it's like a whole scene in the house, my wife and the kids, they, you know. But you just, whatever's there, it goes. So the, 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 the difference, an apple or a pear, the whole fruit is the like apple. It's a pear. It has It's not The mamoshes of the apple and the pear. In other words, it's it's a mixachas like they see in the in, in the in the like the menorah in the mishkan. It was one stick. It's a. It's an apple. It's a pear. It's not six hundred thirteen little pieces of, of, of apple. It's, it's, a, it's an apple. She says, Ella, kol garin by a rimon by a, by a pomegranate. Every seed has its own separate uh, it has its own separate little matzis. and the, eating the paprika means I've now eaten a, a whole bunch of seeds. So look how brilliant the, the Rashi. Listen to this. He says, It's the same thing when it comes to keeping mitzvahs. The Yiddish guy. <laughs> You could have a Jew, he learns a lot of Torah, and he keeps a lot of mitzvahs. He keeps Shabbos, he keeps Yom Tov. he has a mezuzah. he keeps Tavos, and he keeps Tavos, everything is good. Still, he's compared to a pomegranate, and he's called empty. How could it be empty? He's keeping a million mitzvahs. So how could it be, that was the kasha. How could it be empty? So he says, Next page. He says, Because each mitzvah has no relationship to another mitzvah. I'm not on any path. There's no shtik yid. You understand? It's not that there's a piece of a Jew. It's not that I'm a yid and that every mitzvah, I'm on a program. Like Lahavdalfdalis, La you want to take you wanna be a psychologist, you take their prerequisites. You take psychology one, psychology two, psychology three. Then for some reason it goes like the psychology four hundred and twenty. I think because they're worried that people are gonna drop out of something. So I want to make them feel like, you know, you, ooh, that's pretty good. You went from psychology three to four thousand, five hundred But 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 a person has a mahalach you take introduction to psychology, right? And you have a mahalak, you get the but the point is that that the introduction is is attached and leads me to psychology 1, psychology 2. And then at some point, you, you you finish that and you're tested, and each thing each thing you have to have tests to review, and then you go until finally it's time that whatever that profession, and you, you're taking the courses, that each thing leads to the other, that when you turn around, you have a mitzis that's called uh, a professional psychologist, or a professional doctor, or whatever it might be, but, but there, there's... Things are not disjointed and separate. That's not. Everything has a mahalach. Everything has a mahalach. And each thing is is connected to the next, so that so that a person, a person sees that I've accomplished this, and that everything was necessary, a necessary step, a prerequisite step leading to the next thing, so that now I have mastered this entire. End. I mean, that's that's how, that's how a person, that's how a person. Builds everything in life. And that's how you. That's how you study. That's how you work. So now, what happens to this person who's like a rimon, like a pomegranate? So the Rashiv explains he does all the mitzvahs. He keeps he keeps Shabbos. Yofi. that's good. He he puts on tilm. Good. He keeps the mitzvah, He keeps and Fine. He teaches the kid. To, he teaches the kid. To, good. Everything he does. The problem here is that after all of this, there's an emptiness. Why? Because none of this is bound together, driving, pushing, forcing him closer and closer and closer to the Master of the Universe. It's just, today's Sukkot, I wave a luluf. There's nothing to do with Tuesday morning, getting up and davening. There's nothing to do. Today I did a nice thing, I, I helped uh, my friend set up for a Shavibach for the kid or something. I did a nice thing. Yofi. That's beautiful. And for sure you get points, in the Baruch loves you. But after all of that, you look at yourself and say, I feel no different than I did ten years ago. I'm not any closer to God. Because the fact that I helped that personal Shavu Baruch has no relationship to what? To everything else that I'm doing in Yiddishkeit. To bind one thing with the other. <coughs> and what binds everything together? The Tachlis. That's how it always is. The Tachlis is what binds everything together. The goal, the objective. That's what keeps everything that's what keeps everything on track but this person is doing a million mitzvahs his whole life it's very sad it's our story of doing a million mitzvahs a million nice good deeds and and and, and, and getting like all these different points and stuff and, f- and being empty so he says there is no true connection between one mitzvah and the other is such an important page. One's Yiddishkeit, one's learning, one's mitzvahs—it has to be a mahaloch. A, a achas means one stick, one thing. One, one—it has to be all, all different parts of this one program, like the different parts of the menorah in the mishkan. But as you know, it was all it had to be one piece of metal, yeah. But it's all, it's all a miksha'aches. This is all one inyan. And the inyan, as we said, is. Uvo Sidbak is relationship to the Shalom. So if I don't think when I'm helping my friend with shavuot, if I don't think about the barishalom, it's just another nice thing. But it's disjointed. It's just a piece. That's it's like a thing, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't connect to the. To, it doesn't connect to my mincha, to my maariv, doesn't connect to my benching, to my to my shabbos, to my yontir, it doesn't connect to the chasna that I made for my kid. Everything is. Everything is just disjointed. Everything is. Everything is, is not. It's not. It's not connected. Yiddishkeit is a is when you, is building something brick by brick, and it's all a building. It's one beautiful building. It's your life. It's. It's not a million separate things. It's. It's a building. It's a mahalik. It's a shel You're building something up. And when you have the right kavonas as we're going to learn more and more through the Sefer, when you're concentrating and you're focused on what the tachlis of life is, then every little thing that I'm doing. The shahakal that I make it is connected to my yukkipra, it's connected to my sukis, it's connected to my to the shavu that I'm making, it's connected to my to to, to to helping a person cross the street, it's all Ratsan Avina so the will of God and the tachlis of my life is, is becoming stronger and stronger and stronger, more and more revealed in my life. But if it's just a separate seed, like in the pomegranate, so it's malayi the mitzvahs. There are a lot of mitzvahs, but come, but emptiness. doesn't make me, doesn't change my world. It doesn't make me funny. And the person is just as vulnerable and just as likely to do an eveyer, as, as, as he or she was 10 years ago. After a million mitzvahs, and making all those sheva brachas, and after helping all those nice people and being involved in all the chesed projects in the community, and after davening a million mitzvahs and benching a thousand times, after everything, when someone says something, a piece of Lashon hara, I'm just as fascinated and just as likely to listen to it as I was 10 years ago, before I did all those mitzvahs. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't follow. It only follows because if every mitzvah is a separate thing, it doesn't have that force and that power and that and that majestic reality of a shtick Yiddishkeit. It's just a ah, little this, a little this, a little this, a little this, a little that. But it doesn't have the... a person would understand that even if you had, even if you hired. The best, the Even if you hire the best photographer, the best florist, the best, the be, the the best catering dolls. But if if they're not, if it's not going to work together as a miksachas, if it doesn't come together to create one thing that's called a chasna, so then it's, it's 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 a. It could be that the, the, the wedding the, the wedding hall is millennium The wedding hall is filled with flowers, food, a fifty-piece orchestra, right? It's filled with all those things, and everybody walks away from and says, "What was that?" The, what was that? The flowers were in the wrong place. The fla- the, the, the the photographer came at the wrong time. The, the, the dessert was served before the before the main meal. Yeah. So, but everybody says, but just answer me this: Was there enough food in the cater? There was abundant food in the catering hall. Were there enough flowers? It was unbelievable. Were there music? The there, the whole place was. Rich. But everything was not. It wasn't a thing. It was just like this, like this, like this, like that. It was good. It's worse than nothing in certain ways. When people walk out. There wasn't a chasm It was from a, It was silly. So he says, "V'lo <speaking in Hebrew> all separated. Hadam third line. A person can be Isaac can be learning Torah his whole life. <speaking in Hebrew> he keeps many misses. <speaking in Hebrew> and he's still in a lifestyle, a path of emptiness. Because he doesn't have that unifying, the unifying characteristic which is the Vekas basha that focus, that tachlis, that closing up the shop for a minute and stopping and asking himself, is this the tachlis of my life? How else can we explain that this jointedness and there's no word like that, but the, the crazy inconsistencies in our lives as Orthodox Jews? How do we explain it? We're not shallow people. Jews are deep people. How do you explain it? How do we answer up the the the, the 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 silliness of the the inconsistencies of you know, like in, in our Yiddishkeit? Only if you say that each thing is a separate entity, so you can have a person, can have a person that, that, that is the kindest person in the world and is, and is involved in a million chesed projects, but God forbid, dresses like somebody from the street. How could that be? Because everything is disjointed. Kindness is one thing; sneers is something else. You understand? But that's not the way the Baruch Hashanah gave us the Torah. He gave us the Torah, Miksha Achas, Mamash. ein shtik Torah, a shtik Yiddishkeit, And he wants it to be a Miksha Achas. And everything is joined together with Dveikis V'ashem. Everything is, what's what's going to give Nachas Ruach to Ovi Shevashvam to the Baruch? What's going to give Nachas Ruach to Hashem's that's when a person, we're learning about this a little bit in Rabbi Nachman, that's when a person has a person has a bad day, there's not much in something in kite. So then very often you see the person, says, ah, I forget, I can't do this, hafam. I can't be there, I can't be good. Where does that come from? It comes from that disjointed feeling that, that since in this Indian, I, I didn't have Hatzloche today, in this thing, I wasn't much leech, So, it's all hafam. Where does that come from? Where, instead of a person looking at himself as being a Jew, and, and, and everything in my life is the Vekas B'Hashem. And could it be, as I spoke about last night, could it be that the Ratzon Hashem is that because I didn't succeed with this thing that I should drop Yiddish kai? Could that be? How could that be? How could God want you to drop because Kite? Because you had a bad day. How could that be? How could that be? I had a phone call an hour and a half ago. From somebody not from here, somebody that, that never there was in, in a family there was somebody that passed away, and at uh, a, a young age, and the person said to me, I, I don't feel like keeping shabbos, I don't want to keep mitzvahs. So I said, Oh, well, my mashian said the shait, is that the rosh But I mean, you're a religious person. You think that you think that that, that that's going to give nachas ruach to the to the to the Baarsham? It's going to give nachas ruach to this person who passed away? that you should stop keeping mitzvahs, now that that individual is in the world of truth and knows that all that counts in this world is any mitzvah, any good word, any davening, any learning. So that's what you're going to do now? You're going to stop keeping Shabbos? What? So that, I mean, it's just all of this, everything is separate. Everything is just separate. There's no big picture of what it means to be a Yid, what it means to be a Jew. That, there's a, that, there's a, that, that to be a Jew means everything together. And that's what he says. Hula in the kudat Shemachedes is This person, who's like a pomegranate, he has not yet been zayicha to have to, to know that there's an inner point that's missing, and this inner point is what binds all of the all of this lulavs and esrigs and all the mezuzahs and chasnas and shabbos and all the mikvahs and everything of his life together. He doesn't have that inner point. That's why it gets so tedious. That's why it gets so. That's why it's so. It becomes so difficult and so hard. Because nocha sukkis, nocha pesach, nocha mitzvah, nocha this, nocha that, noch, you know, not to say lo shma'ah, not to do... Everything is just a separate and it becomes like unbearable. Mahi Isa and and Mached, this is called Teremitzis, and what is the inner point that joins together all Teremitzis and makes it into one thing? The Vekus Bakar That yearning to be close to God. That's it. It can't be spelled out any more clearly than this. If we don't get it at this point, if we don't understand it, then it's because there's a Yetzirah not to understand. It can't be clearer than this. The Torah has to be Lived in a there's a path there's a way and that way is Hashem the Torah and the Jewish people are are bound together are one and Torah the purpose of Torah is that Torah is supposed to attach you to God so you have to ask yourself how is my learning bringing me closer to God if it is it, wonderful if it's not why isn't it and what can I do to help that it should help the word mitzvah Mean, comes from the word Tzavta, which means attachment, to be attached. The purpose of a mitzvah is, Chibbal Kadosh Baruch Hu, is attachment to Hashem. Can I as we know? Nimzah, Shehain vehein ha mitzvahs, it comes out that Torah and Mitzvahs, Yeshlon Tachlis Pnei Misachas, learning Torah and observing Mitzvahs, has one inner Tachlis, one inner goal, one inner purpose. Shekir Hashem, Otvekiz Pashem, closeness to God. And how Hashem has said it's going to make you close, which is by following the Shulchan Aruch. Therefore, all those nice Jews who have, who have this idea that I'm going to be close to God the way that I think I'll be close, right? So God wants, you know, I feel like I feel closer to God if I play my guitar Friday night. I feel closer to God if I sit next to my boyfriend in shul or something. So, so that's not the route Hashem. So what game are you playing? It's not the Ratznai Hashem. And if your tachlis is dveikas Hashem, Hashem Shabbos said, this is how you become attached to me. And if you play the guitar Friday night, even if you play Shlomke Kalbach till the morning, that's not what it means dveikas Basham. It means you're going. It means you're going away from me, not connecting to me. You feel like you're connected to me. It's not. It's a delusion. There's no such thing. You can't get close to me by going against me. You can't. There's no such thing. Is it getting closer to me by going against me? No one would say that. No, no one would say that if, if your kid said, or if your husband said that my favorite ice cream in the world is chocolate ice cream. And he say, look honey, I brought you ice cream, it's vanilla, and you do that every time. So at some point your husband would say, are, are you bringing me ice cream to get closer to me or to upset me? <laughs> I don't get it, I told you a thousand times I like chocolate. And I, I can't stand hell. And you say each time, look honey, your favorite ice cream. And you bring me the wrong ice cream. So at some point the guy has to say, oh you, you, you mind? I thought you wanted, I thought you're bringing me a present because you want to be closer to me. Yeah, that's the Takas of bring me a present. If, if, if your husband buys you for your birthday, like, uh, you know, a power tool, or, or, you know, so then, you, you, you know, that might, you know, one time you say, oh, that's that's so sweet of you. That's, you know, I always wanted uh, a saw, you know, I always wanted a, a, a lawnmower with a chair. But but the the lemaisa the, 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 that happens the second time you say like i understand not the tach, I mean I thought the tachas are bringing me a birthday presents or an anniversary presents because you want to be close to me and you want to you want to ha- express how you feel about me you want to but it seems to me that this is you just you just want to get yourself a new lawnmower and and, and and instead of spending the money and feeling guilty so you buy me a present so a person says I want to get close to God by making you know by making a uh, 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 you know, by singing the men and women together in shul Friday night, swaying, you know, singing L'cha Daudi together and doing all that stuff, uh, you know, and and that's it. so. Baruch says, I you know, I, I told you I like chocolate. I don't like the I don't like that. I don't care how it makes you feel. I don't like that. You feel that you're closer to me. How could that be? If I've told you, I don't like that. So what are you saying? That's already a different level. That's what the person says. I want to be close to Hashem, but. But they don't want to be close to Hashem on Hashem's terms. They want to be on their terms close to Hashem. How this makes me feel, not to have the version Whoever heard in any relationship anybody doing such a thing, it's the most absurd thing. <clears throat> the way that I show you my love is by beating you up. There are men that say that to women. I, I've dealt with situations like this. That's how I show... But, but I don't... Th- I, that, that doesn't make me feel loved when you beat me up. I'm sorry, but that's how I show love. What does that mean? It doesn't work In anything in life It wouldn't work And yet in Yiddishkeit People can say They will do these things People can say that we'll, this, is what, this is what people will say The whole the whole thing That you have In these places And again I, I touched upon Sensitive subjects Because that's the only way That you can really bring out The Indian In the, in the strongest way so, someone, so you have these places Where they're teaching Women Gemara Whatever the far is It's not for now I, I, It's not for now It's not important really It is important Because it's part of Torah But it's not important for now But the Barishlam has stated through all the posts, through all the tzaddikim, that that's not what he wants. So either you be simple and you say, well, the Barishlam said that for me as a woman to be dovic to him, to be attached to him, he said that that gets in the way of the study of Gemara. Either you let go of your own. Of your own preferences, and you become simple, as we're going to talk about the next section of the sefer. And you say, I, "An imam and knows how I should be close to him, and he told me that there are things that make me close and there are things that take me apart. And he has stated clearly through the postscript that for a woman to learn gemara, it takes her apart from God, doesn't bring her closer, unless under certain very specific circumstances, how and when, and so on and so forth. But not Wholesale teaching of Gemara. I'm not saying that there haven't been situations, as the Drisha and others bring down, where there are particularly brilliant, brilliant, motivated women who are seen to be unbelievably sincere. And in a private, hidden way, there is such a concept individ- on an individual basis. But, but, okay, again, not getting into that question. But now we're living in a time where it's becoming accepted that the school because this, because why? Because the women have to feel like this, and otherwise we're not like that, and why shouldn't we? and So say that. so I like chocolate, God. I, I like vanilla, and I'm giving God vanilla, and the has said, it. I don't like that, I like chocolate. And, and the purpose is, taklis is dvekiz basham, so the answer to that, is, of course, the answer is, that's not the taklis dvekiz basham. <laughs> the taklis is, how do I feel good about myself, not how do I feel attached to God. It's how I feel better about myself, not how I get attached to God. God if the could tell you. How do you become attached to me? These are the gifts I want from you. These are what I'm asking from you. Not And those things I don't want. I don't want, just like he told us at some point, I don't want your lousy karbonus if it comes with an empty heart, and if, you're, and if you're mistreating widows and orphans. Don't bring me your karbonus, I don't need them. Who asked you for them? The Baruch is the one that took away the base of this from us. Yeah, there are many messengers that do that stuff, but in the end, the B'Rishon will let them take away the best of English from us. Because that's that's not the Tachas. The Tachas is to be close to me. And if you pay more attention to orphans and widows, and bring karbonas, and bring sacrifices with a whole heart, and with, a, and, and with tshuva, e chafasti, that's right, that's good. But don't tell me what's going to make me close to you. When I've told you this is not what makes me close. Now so the terrace is a person has to ask himself over and over and over again, do I truly seek closeness to God? Or am I just looking to feel good about myself? Or to feel that I'm close to God? And then unless, you know, a Chayish Prince puts on film, she doesn't feel good about her, about, about her being close to God. But if I put on film then I feel close to God. I mean, this, it's, that's why, it's, if you simplify everything, then you don't have to get into all these articles and discussions and, you know, and go to some, you know, go to conferences, because the Braishla doesn't want it. All of our grandmothers knew. In the simplest way. And and, and all of our great-grandmothers and great they are all saying nah mamish next to Sari And all the and all the all the new professors of Judaism, it's very questionable whether or not they're going to be sitting next to Sari <coughs> So so what does it mean, Miklao? So that's what he says. If the person lives with this Tachlis, the tachlis is attachment to God he has the inner unifying point that joins together every time you put it, every broch you make every shavarach you make every chasna, every ba every shabbos candle every mikveh everything is joined together because everything in my life like the apple or the pear is that one thing which leads me closer and closer to the creator all, I have one purpose in everything that I'm doing. Even when I eat, when I go to sleep. It's all one thing. <laughs> if you see that in life, your Torah and your Mitzvah are not bringing you closer to God, <laughs> it means that you're missing that point to bind together all of your Torah Mitzvahs. <laughs> God forbid you're living a life of a remote, of a pomegranate. Where, you, where officially you're filled with mitzvahs, but you're empty. You're totally empty. When your heart is empty of the creator of the world, and you have no feeling of the indwelling of God, like in these parishes of the Mishkan, your heart, then that, that unifying nakuda, that unifying nakuda is, is is missing. Yeah, there's a lot of Torah and there's a lot of Mitzvahs. But there's no one heart that's given over to our Father in Heaven. There is no inner point of the heart. Every person has to make, take an accounting of one's soul, of one's life, and to check... Ha'im ha-mahalach This is the biggest question in all of life: Is the mahalach of my life, is the process or the steps, is the flow, the ebb and flow of my life? Is my learning, my davening, my mitzvahs. sila Am I part of building something? Am I in a mahalach, a process, that is leading me more and more and more, closer and closer to feeling dvekiz b'Hashem? Or perhaps, God forbid, all of my mitzvahs and all of my actions are separate pieces that have absolutely no relationship one to the other. And therefore, I'm in that category of reikonim shabem, of Jews who are filled with mitzvahs, but whose Yiddishkeit is empty. Who's missing that inner point of kolater You know, I was I was going over the other day. There's so much to talk about this union. I was going over some of the writings of of, of a person who I was zaych. Like, I can't say he was my rabbi because I, to, to say such a thing, I wasn't zaych. Like to say he was my rabbi, I didn't have a relationship with him. He was he was too he wasn't well, and, and there were too many people there. But but Rabbi Yeshabeir of Solovetsky said Chasadik Levarch. You know, everybody thought of Solovetsik as like this, this genius, 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 which he was, and and I'm always, I'm, I spoke about this. It's, I was, I was at some conference. I had to go. At this. I, 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 I felt compelled to speak. Someplace I was asked to speak. Normally I don't go to, the, to these things, but, was, but there was a person that I, I respected very much who asked me to come, and I went. And he wanted it for he wanted. He told me I could say what I want to say, which 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 I, I asked him ten times. Maybe maybe it's better for you if I don't come because if I say what I want to say, it's not so. Because it wasn't to it was to rabbis, and, the, and I'm, I, I, I'm you know I'm very tough on rabbis. So I you know I went there. And I, and I started to scream at that, t- at that thing. I, know, I think There must be a tape of it. I mean, I, I don't have it. But <laughs> I, I don't think that they, they... didn't publish it in their thing, you know, afterwards that they do. I'm sure they didn't. I, didn't, I should, maybe shouldn't say. I didn't see. But what I said was, oh, you all are, are Talmudim of Rav Salav 95% of them consider themselves to be disciples of Rav Salveji. Wonderful people. Sincere people. I so, said, how could you leave out from... How could you leave out that? that the Rebbe Shabbat your Rabbi who I was to be by also, that he was mamish on fire for the Rebbe Shalom, that he was molly for God's that he was that he was immersed in chabad chassidus in the deepest deepest tire, and that he despised. What happened to American Yiddishkeit that was missing that warmth of the of the of the shtetl, that warmth of what he said of the of the fay- where he remembers davening in the in the, in the chabad shul where he grew up, and and what that was that Yiddishkeit and said and that his he said that my father my grandfather they were, they were the biggest litvaks in the world but they were fired he says they kept it inside a litvak doesn't go around wearing it on his sleeve. But they were they were mamish on fire. These Jews, how they davened with crying and screaming, and how Rabbi Yosef himself, with a, the, those who those who were like at the see by him, the slichus, how he would cry and what and what kind of a person he was, and how he said that in America it's all ceremonies. Rabbi gets up or the gabbai gets up and announces the next page and sister sisterhood meeting and a brotherhood meeting and a fatherhood and motherhood meeting <laughs> and the whole Yiddish kind, which then this is the whole thing is. Is the, the, the sukkah ceremony, the rule of ceremony, the Shabbos ceremony. this, So you go to the movies and you go to the sukkah, and she couldn't stand. He said, but what about the pneumias? And I said, and I asked him, I said, how do you call yourselves Tamidim of Rabbi Because the ikkah was the fire who he was. So you've taken the beautiful, amazing Joshis and his all interesting. All he ever spoke about was, all he ever spoke about was a longing for a Yiddishkeit that once was, with the warmth. And the beauty, and that's why he was so autobiographical, which was so unlike, and he looked fact, certainly unlike his father and grandfather who never spoke about themselves, never. His father and grandfather never spoke about their personal feelings or lives, they just said, tire They said, Rambam. And Gemara. So from where did Rabbi Yoshebe talk about when he was a child, and about he, you know, about his wife, how he loved his wife, and he said in one place that we can't do this anymore, my father and grandfather had to, they have, they were able to. We all understood, but in America, it's become everything is ceremony. And, I, and sometimes I want to bang my head on the wall, and I want to go to these rabbis and their shuls and 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 get up on the beam and 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 start to yell and scream. Where's the Baruch in all of this? With all your meetings and all your special things and all the talk about about security walls and about Palestinians and, and and inviting you know this speaker and that speaker and having and having the scholar in residence like this and scholar in residence. What about the Baruch Shalom? The Shalom, the Master of the World, the Veikus B'Shemis davening, davening. What about Dvekisba Shemesba? There there was a a, 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 a wonderful singer who was very very close to all of us in the shul. And and he told me that when he goes goes to so many shuls, the problem that he has is not with the people. The people want to dance. He can't get the rabbi to come down from his stage. You know these rabbis, they sit on stages. He can't get the rabbi to come down and dance. (laughs) The rabbi won't come down. And people want to dance. Jews want to dance. But the rabbi, it's it's not his way. So what's going to be? This is, the, this is the warmth and the fire and the t'nimis of Tzveikas B'Shem that in our generation, without singing, without dancing, without our vayda, we, don't, we can't come to it. And if the leaders themselves, if all it is is giving, is giving some fancy drusha about how to connect a couple of psukim and then to come out saying, and from here we see that you can't give back the Gaza Strip. <laughs> Which I'm not saying I agree with the disagree. That's not the point. But what is the Shabbos... It's Shabbos and Yont of Shabbos. I'm not saying you can't, we shouldn't talk about it. All Jews are worried about what's going on in Israel. It's Shabbos. Talk about the Barisham. Talk about His Ores. His Ores. What's in Hashem? Nachas for the B'Rishon. We're singing the Sholoshudas. That's when Americans, some of the shows they, they gave up the Sholoshudas. Finished. What's Sholoshudas? There's no Sholoshudas. Another lecture. And as and many scholars in residence as you get, so the rabbi doesn't have to do it. Another lecture. The Sholashudas, which is, i sorry, it's the time to bring Jews, that the men who are all week long, they're all week long in the Emek and the Tumr and work and all these crazy Unless unless there's be to be you know, with other Yidin, but otherwise they're in the city and all these places, they have a Sholashudas to give Mechiz for the whole week. And the says, no more Sholashudas, no more Herring and no more yikra and no more Askinu Instead we're going to have, uh, we're going to have a, a lecture on on, 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 you know, Biblical criticism, was Some some cold thing that, that has a couple of sukam, therefore it's called Tire. I look at the topics sometimes, you see them like the topics for Shlus Night or the topics for discussions and and these things. Topics and topics and lectures, I Invite the lectures, and Professor So and so is lecturing on the subject of you know women in Halakha. But they're punished on them. Basha. So a million lectures and that one feeling of God. Not one feeling of closest to the law. So what's the tachlis? This is what we have to, we have to ask ourselves. That's the question of life. Okay, that's We'll continue next week.